0: small renal tumors are we doing the right thing you're listening to reach md xm 157 the channel for medical professionals welcome to a special reach md series exploring cancer i'm your host dr gary Cohn, and joining me is dr robert houston thomas who is a urologic oncology fellow at memorial sloan kettering cancer center in new york city Dr. Thompson is also a former urology chief resident at the Mayo Clinic, and today we're going to be talking about the management of small renal tumors. Houston, thanks for being with us. We appreciate you taking some time to uh, share your thoughts with us today.
1: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Great. Well, tell us a little bit about your background and and how you got interested in this particular area of urology.
1: Well, I did my urologic residency training at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, and as part of that training, uh, I took a keen interest in kidney cancer and the treatment of kidney cancer, and I'm currently at uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering doing a fellowship specializing in the treatment of urologic malignancy
0: from a surgery standpoint. Well, it sounds like that's your cup of tea at the moment. In February of this month, you and your team published an article in the Journal of Urology talking about the treatment of uh, small renal tumors and uh, how partial nephrectomy compared with radical nephrectomy. For our uh, non-surgical colleagues out there, could you tell us a little bit about what you mean by small tumor and what you mean by partial nephrectomy?
1: A small tumor is a tumor in the kidney that is, we consider generally four centimeters or less, sometimes seven centimeters or less. They're oftentimes incidentally found because of the utilization of CAT scanning these days. And in regards to partial nephrectomy, That refers to removing just the tumor and leaving the rest of the kidney in the retroperitoneum, which is contrasted with radical nephrectomy, the more traditional approach, which is removing the entire kidney with the tumor when you
0: operate. Up to and including February of 2008, when this article is printed, what is the lay of the land? How many people are getting partial nephrectomies and how many are getting radical nephrectomies here in, here in this country?
1: If we look at just contemporary data, now if we go back to the 1970s, everyone was treated with radical nephrectomy. And it wasn't until the 1980s when partial nephrectomy started to be utilized a little bit more frequently, mainly in instances where it was imperative, such as if you only had one kidney and removing the entire kidney would put you on dialysis. It started to become more popular in academic centers in the 1990s, but even if we look at national data from earlier this century, the percentage of patients with small renal tumors who are receiving a partial nephrectomy is very low and 20% or less if we look at tumors 2 to 4 centimeters.
0: Was there any difference or would you expect a difference in, say, academic uh, medical centers versus community hospitals? I would suspect there is a difference, but I'm not aware of any data that confirms that. Okay, so that's the lay of the land. You and your team take a look at this, assuming that you had some suspicions that maybe there would be a a decreased overall survival in one group or the other, and and what did you find?
1: Essentially, we found that patients who were treated with a radical nephrectomy, meaning removing the entire kidney, they were over two times more likely to die from any cause compared to patients who were treated with partial nephrectomy in the subgroup of patients less than 65 years old.
0: Have you received feedback from your colleagues or your peers about these conclusions? Were they surprised? Were you surprised?
1: We were not terribly surprised. I mean, this was our hypothesis, and the feedback we've received has been one of support. There was another article that came out this month that had similar findings from the UCLA group that came out in cancer, and there was an abstract at our annual meeting last year from Memorial Sloan Kettering, Dr. Wong and Russo's group, that showed similar findings when they looked at the SEER database, which is patients older than the age of 65. So the hypothesis was there, and our findings did support our hypothesis, so we were not terribly surprised.
0: Now, the survival difference included death from any cause. Could you maybe talk us through why other than the obvious uh, renal reasons, deaths from other causes might be different in these two different procedures as well?
1: The reason we looked at that is 10 years ago, we thought that unless you were on dialysis, you were not suffering any problems if you had renal insufficiency. And Go and colleagues reported in the New England Journal of Medicine a couple years ago that there is a graded risk that as your kidney function declines, your risk of hospitalization, your risk of cardiovascular events, and your risk of death goes up. And so at that point, it became obvious to us that it's not just dialysis. It's as the kidney function declines, you are going to be put at an increased risk of death. With that being said, it's clear that the risk of developing kidney problems is higher if you're treated with a radical nephrectomy compared with partial nephrectomy. So, therefore, if you put that all together, we assumed that patients who got radical were more likely to have kidney problems and this were more likely to die
0: from any cause. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to a special series exploring cancer on Reach MD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Gary Cohn, and I'm speaking with Dr. Robert Euston Thompson, and we're discussing the management of small renal tumors. The conclusions are there. Obviously, compared with partial nephrectomy, radical nephrectomy has got some survival problems in younger patients. Is this data, and is the lay of the land now, is that enough to give us a take-home message for practicing urologists, or is there more research that needs to be done
1: certainly going to continue to follow this. I think the take-home message is that for patients who are diagnosed with small renal tumors, they should be offered partial nephrectomy. And if they are counseled towards radical nephrectomy, it should be noted that there is an increased risk for not only further kidney problems down the road, but death from kidney problems.
0: When you were chief at Mayo, was that pretty standard of care at the time?
1: Yes. Well, when I was chief resident at Mayo, this article did not change the approach that we've had at Mayo, which was any patient with a tumor less than seven centimeters that's amenable to partial, we usually recommend a partial nephrectomy regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not they have a, a normal contralateral kidney
0: about urologic surgery? Let's say your residency programs in general. Do you think this is well understood, the relative risks and what patients should be offered? Or do you think this is maybe pockets or academic medical centers might be different? Any thought about getting the word out?
1: I would speculate that academic centers embrace this type of data because it supports what we've long known in that partial nephrectomy is not only safe For patients, but it may have benefits that we didn't previously know about. I think the real, again, the take-home message is patients should just be offered it. They don't have to have it. There are certain situations where maybe you are on a blood thinning drug and need to return back on that immediately, and therefore the risk of partial nephrectomy may be a little bit too high, and therefore you may recommend radical nephrectomy in that situation, but patients should at least be offered it And given the very low rates of utilization of partial nephrectomy in the United States and abroad, I just get concerned that sometimes patients aren't offered it.
0: This particular study excluded patients I know that had decreased renal function or a single kidney. Are there any applications at all of your data and conclusions to transplant donor nephrectomies?
1: It's very difficult to take a population of patients who are older with kidney cancer and apply them to the younger, heavily screened, healthy people who are considering kidney donation. So that is one reason we didn't mention that in our articles. We didn't want anyone to take this information and apply it to the kidney donation population because we don't think it does apply. There are numerous intermediate-term results showing that kidney donation is safe, And we believe it's because it's a different population of patients that's heavily
0: screened. In this study, were all the small tumors of the same or similar histologic type, would it matter?
1: Well, it would matter in terms of cancer-specific survival because some of the histologic subtypes are more aggressive than the others Mm -hmm. and there was a difference in histology between the patients who were treated with a radical compared with partial. However, there was no difference in cancer-specific survival which the histology would impact and when we adjusted for histology, the risk of death for patients who were treated with radical remained statistically significant.
0: You talk about the design of this study that you used a registry at the Mayo Clinic and I wondered how prevalent such registries are if uh, other researchers wanted to go to a similar population at another academic center. Do such registries exist? Is this a popular way of doing this kind of research, or is it uh, peculiar to Mayo? Or?
1: Most academic institutions have a tumor registry where they keep track of their pathologic specimens, their serum specimens, and clinical data for patients with cancer.
0: And so other research may come of such registries in the future. Correct. What's your plans, you and your group, at Sloan-Kettering in this area or related areas that we might expect to see some papers in the future?
1: Well, we're currently collaborating. When I say we, and now that I'm at Memorial Sloan-Kettering, I'm currently doing a project with both Memorial and the Mayo Clinic looking at uh, similar issues and perhaps that we need to combine some of these databases that you mentioned, or registries, in order to answer some important questions that require a large number of patients.
0: When you deal with the registries, is this manpower intensive? Do you need a lot of help to do this, or is this a push of a button on a computer? I think many of us would like to get a picture of how this kind of research works.
1: It is more the latter. There's a lot of work that goes into creating these registries, into putting in the data, into collecting the pathology and collecting all of the blood work that is done before surgery and putting that in the database. That's where all the work and manpower is needed. To do the study that we just did is we just take the data and run it in a statistical software package. So it's not hard to do what we did It does take money, time, and manpower to develop the database and maintain
0: it. Well, speaking of hard to do, maybe a last uh, shot from the surgeon's point of view. Given that your patient is appropriately selected, would you rather do a partial or a radical nephrectomy from a technical point of view?
1: From a a technical point, I would rather do a partial. I think it's more technically, it's it's more interesting. But I think from a patient standpoint, They're going to benefit from that. They're going to have less risk for renal failure down the road. They're going to have less risk, we assume, from the complications of renal failure. And if the tumor comes back in the other kidney, we've still got some leg room if we need to remove the other
0: kidney. So better for the patient, a little more challenging or interesting for the surgeon. Sounds like a winner. I agree. Thank you to Dr. Robert Houston Thompson for being our guest. We've been talking about the management of small renal tumors. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn. You've been listening to a special series exploring cancer on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To comment or listen to our full library of podcasts, visit us at reachmd.com. Register with promo code radio and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. Thanks for listening.